Hey there and welcome to season two of Eclectish, the podcast. I'm your host, Em, and we are now going to be, you know, beginning episode one of season two, which I'm very excited about. I'm going to begin season two with a brief introduction about the Coelesti Hierarchia, also known as the Angelic Hierarchy. A lot of people have heard of this. A lot of people, including myself, hadn't. Whichever the case is, I'm going to be explaining what it is, what it consists of, and the beings that are part of it. I hope you enjoy this episode tremendously. Well, hopefully the entire season. And yeah, let's jump into it. Now, to begin with, how did the idea for the season and this episode even begin? Well, as I've gotten deeper and deeper into my spiritual journey, I've heard many names of different types of beings or entities, uh, whether good, whether bad, whether high vibrational or low vibrational. And some beings that keep popping up are the archangels. Uh, However, the archangels are just a few of many celestial beings and therefore as I've gotten deep into my studies um, about angelology I it really piqued my interest and because of this I'm going to be talking about it because why not treat eclectic as a journey we can be in together am I right so yeah also a very prominent situation was the fact that the other day I was meditating and the face of an archangel known as Melchizedek which I will be talking about in this series I promise really stood out and that's when the idea really sparked you know I'm going to briefly touch angelology right now and I will then be moving into the archangels as the protagonist of season two. So yeah, let's get on with the meat and potatoes, right? For a little clarification, there is such a thing as an angel hierarchy or previously referred to as the Coelesti Hierarchia. Now this was first talked about, I believe, by the author. His name was Pseudo Dionysius from Aeropagite. He was a Greek man, obviously. According to him, his personal studies on angelology, he talked about the different ranks of angels, which I'm going to be describing. Now there's three spheres. By spheres, I mean rank. So treat it as three categories or three boxes. We're going to be going from the first, the highest rank, to the lowest right they are all equally important they're all here for a reason just as humans are treated as just different levels of ascended angels now in the first sphere which is the highest sphere and therefore the sphere containing celestial beings that are closest to god or closest to source whichever you the first of the three types of angels that fit into the first sphere or first category that are closest to god are the seraphim if talked about in singular form the seraph now seraphim or seraph literally translates to burning ones these angels in particular are constantly consumed by flames their role in this hierarchy is to serve and be the caretakers of god's throne basically his right hand men <laughs> or and women or beings they are majestic beings of six wings hands or voices when in the presence of god now in art or throughout history They have also often been depicted as using a pair of wings to cover their face, another pair to cover their feet, and the remaining pair basically to fly, right, transport themselves. Particularly in Renaissance art, they are also painted with a red aura to show them being continuously engulfed by fire. Why would they be, you know, practicing self-torture, if you will? Mainly for the purpose of constant self-nullification in order to get rid of the ego constantly. You can't really have an ego if you're that close to source. It's just, it just wouldn't make sense. 
right? So that was the first of the three types of angels in the first sphere. The second highest rank of angels are the cherubim, or often called cherubs. Most people mistake these for the images of a small angel child, commonly depicted in art. Now, this only started to become the custom in very late Renaissance art. Their original description or original form is the following. They are meant to be beings with four faces, one of a man, one of an ox, one of a lion, and last but not least, the fourth of an eagle. Now, some of you may recognize the symbol as the symbolism of the four evangelists, or like myself, fellow tarot users, you may have seen them depicted or included in the card of the Wheel of Fortune, especially in the Rider Waite tarot deck. Yeah, these beings are said to have four conjoined wings covered with eyes, and they have the body of a lion and feet of an ox, right? Their purpose is to guard the way or the path to the tree of life, which is located in the famous Garden of Eden and the throne of God. Talking about thrones, let's get into the third type of angels in the first sphere. These are named the thrones or Ophanim or Galligan. These particular beings, as the name suggests, they inherently just carry the throne of the Lord or they essentially become it. So they are the throne which upon God sits. They are beings of peace and devotion. In some scriptures, they are also described as the chariots of the Lord and the cherubs, which were the previously mentioned ones, they drive and carry them. Some people also depict them as wise old men or a circle of very old souls. And the most famous, I guess you could say, or the most common depiction in art that I found of them, they are depicted as wheels with many eyes, which is quite creepy uh, to say the least. When you see the art, it, it just kind of takes you aback because that's not the first image that you get in your head of an angel, but we will talk about that later. And when I say wheel, I quite literally mean a wheel like a, a circle with either one or many eyes in the middle of it. They are also occasionally painted with flames on them and they are carried by two sets of wings. They mostly in particular reside in the area of the cosmos where material form begins to take shape. They chant and sing to the Lord. They meet out divine justice. And this way, they also maintain the cosmic harmony and all the universal laws. These are the first three types of angels that reside in the first sphere of the angel hierarchy. Their main purpose or their main goal is basically to just serve as the heavenly servants of God and the Son incarnated. So yeah, those were the seraph the cherubs, and the thrones in the first sphere. Now let's move on to the second sphere, which also consists of three types of angels. The first one, these are called uh, dominions uh, slash lordships. These angels work in regulating and organizing the duties of other lower angels. These angels don't often show themselves or materialize in front of humans, yet they are the personification of what we view as angels. They are the first image that pops into your head when someone mentions an angel. They are divinely beautiful. Occasionally, they also attempt to differ themselves from other angels by carrying an orb of light on their head and or wielding the same orb of light on the pommel of their swords. Yes, angels do carry weapons. I will be talking about that. Next up, the second rank of angels in the second sphere are called the virtues slash strongholds and these angels in particular serve as the ministries by which miracles and signs appear in the world 
some people also claim that they may also have powers over the elements. They are essentially the filter <laughs> between, you know, celestial grace or blessings or miracles and signs. And they act as a net by which these are sent through into the 3D world. Or now the third and last uh, type of angel from the second sphere are what we call powers or authorities, right? As the name suggests, the angels under this name have the job of not only protecting themselves and other angels from evil spirit, they protect everyone from evil spirits, demons, and just basically any type of entity of ill intent. They essentially are the barriers between the good and bad energies that may attempt to harm other celestial beings. Because of this, they are actually often depicted as wearing armor and carrying weapons to defend from or attack any evil. Because they are the warrior angels, they may also cast these evil spirits into various detention places. They also fulfill the position of bearers of conscience or, you know, being the keepers of history. They, just as the aforementioned angels, are completely and destined to be loyal to God. They simultaneously also distribute the power, you know, hence their name, or authority, uh, of humankind. These are the angels that make up the second sphere. Their main mission or their main focus is to just be or act as the heavenly governors of the creation. They do this by subjecting matter, offering guidance and ruling spirits. Now, last but not least, we're getting into the final third sphere. The celestial beings working in the third sphere are there to function as heavenly guides, protectors, and messengers to humankind. The first of these are what we call principalities slash rulers slash princedoms. These are the angels that not only guide but also protect nations, groups of people, and institutions such as the church. They preside over bands of angels and charge them with fulfilling their duties and divine ministry. Right, so they're, they're the organizers, basically. They either administer or they may also assist. So they often wear a crown and a scepter, like many kings and queens and also the Pope. They are also the bearers of blessings in the material world when ordered by higher or upper sphere angels. Because they oversee groups of people, though, they are also often responsible with educating and guarding the earth realm. They are also responsible for the creation of germinal ideas in humans. If you don't know what a germinal idea is, it's basically when you get that light bulb moment. No one has given you the idea, at least no one in the physical realm, you just get it or you just get a download. But literally it's just most of the time is the work of these angels. They are the main cause of inspiration and therefore pretty much development of creation and expansion in the 3D. We are often guided by them and taught to gain inspiration and really garner knowledge through creative paths such as science and the arts. We just don't know that we're being guided. The second to last angels in the, in the third sphere are the archangels, which are the main protagonists in season two. Now, there are a ton, and I mean a ton, of archangels depicted across history, um, talked about. However, the first mentioned was none other than the Saint Archangel Michael in the book of Daniel. However, he's also a part of the seven to eight main archangels mentioned in the book of Enoch, uh, which I would love to explore soon as well. They are the chief guardian angels of nations and countries and are really concerned with the issues and events happening at the moment surrounding these, uh, including politics, military matters, commerce and trade, which we're going to be exploring throughout the season. So 
yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it right now. And now, last but certainly not least, come the angels. These are the most commonly known or talked about. They are the closest celestial beings to humans, right? Because they are in the third sphere, they are mostly between the 7D and the 6D, right? And here in the Earth realm, we're in the 3D. <laughs> so we have a long way to go. If you know about Atlantis and Lemuria, basically they were in the 5D. So they were very close to achieving, like, I guess you could say angelic energies. But as we all know, that kind of got destroyed. So whatever, eventually we'll get there. You know, ascension is, a, is hard. Now, the purpose of these angels is basically each one is assigned to every single human according to history, right? So yes, Every single human has an angel by their side. This angel's role is basically to bring messages and bring comfort to the concerns that, you know, as humans we have. Some also fulfill simultaneously the role of spirit guides. Now, if you don't know what a spirit guide is, it's basically spirit guides are there to are there for you. When no one is there for you, they're there. So it's very sad that a lot of people don't even know how can they work with them. So I would I would definitely research about spirit guides. We all have one. They they have helped our ancestors as well in many cases. So I mean, wh why not talk to them? How are you going to live your entire journey, life journey without talking to your spirit guide? That is right next to you. Like you may not see them, but they're they're there. So yeah, uh, a lot of these angels fulfill that role as your spirit guide. They, they deserve some recognition, man. And yeah, these are the angels that make up the three spheres. And I'm really excited to talk about Archangels in the second episode. To wrap this up, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that has been listening to Eclectish. I didn't think that we were going to like have an audience. This is insane. So yeah, I just really want to make this. This is going to sound corny, but oh well. Uh, I want to make this a, a space where we can really learn together <laughs> i sound like a teacher though no. but yeah i want to make it like a high vibrational space where we can share you know deep knowledge or at least that's what my intention is i have now finally so yeah if you have any type of suggestions or ideas maybe you just want to rant go ahead um i would recommend either sending it through anchor or you might as well if you want to comment somewhere else we are on every single platform pretty much we're on twitter we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on spotify we're, we're everywhere right? So just search Eclectish and it'll pop up. Thank you ever so much for listening. Sending you loads of love and blessings on the weeks ahead. Greetings from all the way over here in Chile. Goodbye.